Nope, we don't need to speed up the process. We don't need to nuke this. You know why? Because this is the non-microwave truth. I am CL Whiteside, and this is brought to you by Time of Grace Ministry. Now, sometimes people are like, what is Time of Grace all about? Time of Grace is all about connecting people to Jesus and his grace. I think the best thing to do is just go look on timeofgrace.org. You'll see all the different resources, all the different topics, all the different ways that it wants to show you God's love, share with you God's grace, and share with you God's power. So many different ways. Go look at it, timeofgrace.org. Now let's get into the podcast. We got a straight up first world problem today. This is true first world problem because we're going to talk a lot about customer service. And our first world problem question today is this. Who has the best customer service? Think about it. When I say best customer service, what pops up in your mind? Now, I asked a bunch of people before I did this episode, right? And you know what a lot of people told me. The first thing that popped in most people's head when I said best customer service, because I just left it like that. I didn't say in, in cars or restaurants. I just said best customer service. The number one answer I got was Chick-fil-A. Like they make, man, the workers there are just so nice and my pleasure. And the food is always quick and it's always hot and it's always good. They just got great customer service. They know how them, them employees, they're so nice. And I remember the debate when people were saying, which chicken sandwich is better? Is it better between Chick-fil-A or is it better at Popeye's? And some people were like, dude, it's definitely better at Popeye's. But they had a caveat, but they would say, I wouldn't go there all the time because I don't want to deal with Popeye's people. And sometimes the workers at Popeye's, they are nice. They definitely not Chick-fil-A nice. So I thought that was very interesting because they like, man, I would go to Chick-fil-A because they treat you right. They're going to make you feel good, make you feel comfortable. But what do you say? Who has the best customer service? I asked my wife this question. She also said Chick-fil-A, but then she threw some other ones in there like Quick Trip and Target. And she talked about the people that work there are smiling and pleasant and friendly in the way that they approach you. But what do you think? Now, I started thinking about personally myself and I thought about like Air Masters. Now, if you ever had a furnace or some air conditioning problems, you have somebody come out and they look and they might be like, man, you need a whole new air conditioner trying to get you. Like, bro, you want me to pay thousands of dollars and they'll try to get you. But man, my man, Air Master, shout out to Justin, always treats me right. Sometimes he's just like, bro, all you need is this. And I believe him, I trust him. That's good customer service. He treat me like family. I, I like that. I like that. Another one I thought about is, you know, I got my sports coats and my jackets, my suits. And I, I go to Express Alterations. She always hooked me up. Treat me right. Treat me like family. You know what I'm saying? Treat me like family. And I, I do happen to be a foodie. And there are two restaurants that popped up in my head. Trey Riviali and Milwaukee Steakhouse. They treated a brother like a king. If you are ever in Milwaukee, just hit me up on Instagram. I, I got a restaurant for you. I know a lot of good restaurants because the brother be eating good out here. And by the way, none of these people, they not paying me anything. I just really had to shout them out because they give great customer service. But I want to hear from you. When I mentioned best customer service, who did you think of? Love to hear from you on Instagram or Twitter. The handle is championlife23. You can hit me up on TikTok or if you're on YouTube, drop it in the comments. Who has the best customer service and why do you say that? And this is our first word problem. It is dinner time. The title of our episode is Church and the customer service mentality. I want you to think about if you went to a restaurant and the food was nasty, they messed up your order, or the food is just cold. 
what are you taught or trained to do? You are taught to let your waiter or waitress know about this. If they don't fix it, and some of you will skip this step anyways, you will go straight to the manager. If you don't like that, you are going to write a bad review and you're going to leave a bad rating, letting people know that this restaurant is horrible because they did not meet your standard. They did not meet your expectation. Now, think about if you ordered something or you bought something and it's defective or it is messed up or they deliver it late or they delivered it and it's damaged. You're going to be like, hold up, wait a minute. You are going to say something to that business. You're going to say something to that company. Now, we have this mentality with so many different things. And what we look at is we don't mind being the customer a lot of times because and we, we've adapted this customer service mentality because you know why we have been taught by good businesses and a lot of things for companies is that do whatever it takes to make the customer happy. And you know what? The customer is always the customer is always right. So we don't mind having that customer service mentality because that means, all right, I get to focus on making myself happy. And you know what? I am always right. That don't sound too bad, does it? Be happy and be right. But we're going to look at today that that trickles down in some areas that it should not trickle down in at all. And an example would be I work in education and every once in a while I get parents who say and think that they are the customer and it is my job to just make them happy and tell them whatever they want to hear and make them feel that they are always right. And I'm like, nah, this, not that. Because a lot of times I'm like, dude, you are a customer. We are in a partnership, but I pay tuition. So what? You are really making an investment. We are in this together. And where I'm from, right is right and wrong is wrong. You are not a customer who just gets to say whatever, whenever, however, and get to automatically be right. If you're right, you're right. But if you're wrong, you are wrong. Let's work on this together and make it right. And you know what? So many times we have this customer service mentality when it comes to church and our spiritual well-being. We look at church and say, man, church is all about serving me. Church is all about what I can consume. You know what? The church better have some good music. The sermons better be fire. They better have a, a child service, a child daycare. They better have something for me. It's all about me and, and what I want. And the big thing I want to say is it's okay to want and desire all of those things, but you should never, ever do it at the cost of sacrificing God's truth and God's doctrine and sound doctrine. You should never sacrifice it for that. Like that shouldn't be the trade off because, oh, I just want to be a customer who gets all we want. So I'm going to give you an example. Like if if they tell you something like you don't need God, you don't need Jesus to go to heaven. But you like it's okay because they have a really, really good child daycare there. Like that's not a good reason. You need to run. If they tell you or if they do something like, man, they have really, really good music. And every Sunday they're telling you about how great you are. And it's almost like motivational for you. But they never, ever mention Jesus. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Those aren't good trade offs at all. Now, if you are at a church where you have good sermons, you have good music, they got child daycare, they got refreshments. Sometimes they got some breakfasts because some of y'all be hungry. Like, man, I just want something to eat at church. Then then and they preaching the gospel they preaching the true word all power to it make it happen love it praise the lord for that but we just got to look at and what we're going to look at on this episode is that is not the answer and, and it's more to that now there is something that is a huge um 
red flag or lets me know that I have a customer service mentality is because I always wonder this. And I almost made this the first world problem question. When you think about this, so many churches do this. Before we start service today, let's take some time to greet our brothers and sisters and our visitors that we have today. Like, does that annoy you at times? Because sometimes it annoys me just a little bit. Not not all the time, but sometimes it does. that just lets me know I have a customer service mentality. And I almost thought like the first word problem question should be like, how should unfamiliar faces be approached? Because I know some people, they like, man, they didn't greet me in this way. So I'm never going back to that church. Or man, they were really creepy and weird. Like they talked to me for like 10 minutes. I'm like, I just want to go sit down. I just want to go sit down. And how many of us look at that stuff and dictate if we want to go back to that church or if we like that church? Like that, that's interesting, isn't it? Like what's the proper amount of time you should greet someone? You have an idea. But bottom line is that a lot of times let me and you know that we have a customer service mentality. Like it's all right to be one to treat friendly and be treated with love and kindness. But sometimes we just like looking for something. We're kind of nitpicking. Now, I got some more confession time because confession is good for the soul. I am guilty of this. And this is the a lot of this episode is for me. This this I ain't gonna lie. This is for me because there are times that I will literally go to church late. <laughs> on purpose because like I really don't want to hear the songs or anything I just want to hear the sermon maybe get communion and then leave I don't want a fellowship I really don't want to talk to anybody I just want to get in and get out like are you ever guilty of that well I know I am and that's when I know that like I'm in my customer service mentality and then something else confession is good for the soul I got I'm supposed to be doing different church duties like you know ushering or or live stream we got a lady who calls. She'll call about two, three times in a week. I know her number. And sometimes I'm just like, I don't even want to answer this. Like, man, why she keep calling me? I don't want, you know, that, that's that's that customer service mentality. It's like, I don't want to work or I make excuses with it. But yeah, that, that lets you know you got the customer service mentality. And the question I want you just to think about is like, how programmed are you to think that you should just consume? Like, I need to be spiritually fed. And that's true to an extent, but that's like your only thing that you are worried about. And do you go to your church, the church you go to, do you go to it based off of like how much you can consume? Because we sometimes forget like we do need to get fed, but we also need to worship. We also need to serve. Psalm 150 reminds us about this. It reminds us to praise God in his sanctuary. Praise God in his sanctuary, no matter what what and on this episode of church and the customer service mentality we have to realize something as believers and as followers we are a part of the business we really aren't customers we really are workers we really are employees we really are employers in that way we're not a customer and first corinthians chapter 12 reminds us of this it talks about the unity and the diversity in the body and it reminds us that every single one of us yes you you have some type of gift you have some type of gift that can serve the church and they all important. They are all important to God's kingdom and God's ministry. Now, Acts chapter two kind of reminds us what are some things that we should be doing, though? If we are a part of the business, if we are a part of the family and we're not just customers, what should we be doing? Let's look at what they did. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship. To the breaking of bread and the prayer, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together 
in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Those who are being saved. So we we can't we got to remember like we can't forget that consuming is a good thing. and We can grow from that, but it doesn't just help us grow unless we have those opportunities to serve and, and to use those gifts. That is so important. That is also so key. And sometimes we got that like, well, I can serve at work or I can serve at school. But it's like, what about the church? The church needs the light and the gifts used there as well. So we can't forget about that. And part of us being a part of the business, part of us being a part of the kingdom, part of us being a part of the church is to be there to encourage and to uplift others. And Hebrews chapter 24 reminds us of that. It says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And I think about some of the times I wanted to run out of church real quick and I just had to stay for some. And man, the encouragement that I got from some of my brothers and sisters, that was awesome. Helped me get through that entire day. Helped remind me of God's grace and God's love. Like just not just hearing it, but actually seeing someone else be like Christ. And I know at times we, we forget about that. We have opportunities to be like Christ and to uplift and to encourage someone. You never know how the Holy Spirit can use you, but you got to be there. You got to show up for him to show out. You feel me? Like God is going to use you in some ways. Just just make sure you understand it and you do that. Um, Mark chapter 16, verse 15. This is another passage that just kind of was like, oh, OK, I, I didn't think about it like this. He said to them, go into all the world, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. You know, part of the world is even church people and the church. And we can't forget that we don't want to neglect our, our brothers. We don't want to neglect, neglect another piece or part of, of our body. It's like we only want to work out our arms. You, you forgetting about your legs. And we got to remember to share the gospel with one another and, and share it in church as well. And the part of community and fellowship, it allows for some good challenge. It allows for us to grow in different ways when we have different people there. Proverbs 27 verse 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. That can be overlooked. That's one of the benefits of, of fellowship. That's one of the benefits of, of community and, and being together. It allows for you to have other people sharpen you and challenge you in the correct episode. And on this episode of church and the customer service mentality, we have to remember that we are living for God. We are living for God. We're not living for ourselves. We are living for God. First Peter chapter four, verse nine tells us this. It says, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. I'll be grumbling sometimes. Each one of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So what can we be motivated by? We can be motivated by God's grace. When we think about that, when we meditate on that, when we truly like, man, think about God's grace. It's a lot easier for me to do some stuff because I'm just like, man, I'm so undeserving. Like it, it makes it so much easier for me to do it. But I got to have the right mentality and the, and the right mindset. And we can learn from Jesus. And when we learn from Jesus, even when he was 12 years old, Jesus was seeking these opportunities. He was seeking these opportunities. This is in, in the book of Luke. You know, Jesus at the age of 12 stayed behind and was in the temple courts around people. And what we have to realize sometimes, because sometimes we have beef with the church. Everything is not the church's fault. 
and everything should not be handled with solitude or, or being alone. Sometimes we like, man, the church needs to do this. Well, that means we need to start it or we need to get up and we need to make that that happen. And that's just a, a mentality that a lot of times we don't adapt. We rather blame and, and point the finger. And I just want you to think about how much compassion that Jesus had. And compassion is something when you look at people and you see their their souls, you see them as brothers and sisters. And that's something that Jesus always did. It tells us in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, it says, When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Have compassion on people. Because too many times I'm like, bro, I'm trying to leave. I'm trying to leave. That's that customer service mentality. Now, we're going to wrap this up pretty quick. Uh, just think about Jesus' mentality. What mentality did Jesus have? Jesus had the employee. He had the worker mentality. Like Jesus would do whatever it took to make us right, to make us not guilty, to make us a part of greatness, to make us a part of the family. That's what Jesus did for you. That is what Jesus did for me. And just think about this. Luke chapter 21, verse 37. It says each day Jesus was teaching at the temple. And each evening he went out to spend the night on the hill called the Mount of Olives. But each day he was using his gift. He was using his gift to teach, to heal people, to love, to show compassion. Jesus used his gift. He didn't just say, man, I, I just want to be served. Like he didn't have the customer customer service mentality. He was a Chick-fil-A worker on steroids. That was perfect. Like that. that's what Jesus was, man. And. Just think about this. First John two, verse six tells us whoever claims to live in him, that's you and I as believers must live as Jesus did. And we got a reminder of what Jesus did. Jesus made us a part of the family business. He, he made sure that we got adopted into the family. Jesus did that. Gifted us the Holy Spirit, gifting us with with faith, um, declaring us not guilty, redeeming us, buying us back, making us right, making us perfect. And when you think about that, salvation is our inheritance. Salvation is our inheritance. And when you think about that, it's way easier to share and want to work for the Lord because you're like, man, I don't deserve any of this. This is all grace. This is 100% God. This is 100% God on why I'm on this team, why I'm in this kingdom, why I'm in this church, why I'm in this family. And when we think about that, it makes it so much easier. And it comes from hearing about God's grace. It comes from chilling in his glory. It comes at examining, just looking at and being amazed by how much he loves us. And he shows us that. And when you think about that, like, I don't want to be a customer then. Like, I don't want to be a customer when I think about God's grace, when I think about all that Jesus has done for us, when I think about all the different ways that I've been blessed and I'm so undeserving of it. I don't want to be a customer. That makes you want to share the good news. That makes you want to share the, the good product. That makes you want to be a, a part of the business. That makes you want to show people that you are part of the kingdom and show that you are a part of the church. And it's no longer a burden. It then becomes a privilege. And this is the non-microwave truth. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Church and the Customer Service Mentality. Peace punch, Captain Crunch, to know the drugs and yes to Jesus. I am out.